This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Other than having a horrible head cold, I'm pretty good. You're um, you're in pretty rough shape here I know. lately. I'm like I've I've, I've got the uh, the body of an 80 year old apparently. <laughs> Is that what you were diagnosed with? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> old bastarditis. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah. So uh, if I sound like I'm on the brink of death, it's not a big deal. I'm 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 hanging in there. I'm doing all right. But uh, welcome back. <clears throat> local nashville folks the decibel geek podcast nashville extra part two second one we've done first one got a, a good response uh had a couple of people mention that they they liked aaron camaro and uh they like having the, the co-host they don't have to listen to me all the time i like them too yeah and you don't in that way uh that way it, there's a little bit of variety variety in there but uh so yeah i sound like an old guy but it it's all good and uh we got a few uh, different things for this Nashville Extra. We did Rage Against the Scene last time, and I'm lazy, so I haven't done. I don't have another one prepared for this time. So we're gonna do a new segment, which um, I don't know if I'm gonna have a, a nice big produced radio intro thing for it, but uh, it's called Camaro's Cutout Bin. Mm. So insert really fancy, cool Camaro's Cutout Bin intro here. With cars peeling out and engines roaring and yeah, heavy metal riff guitars. Yeah. But uh, so if you don't hear that, then we did we didn't. <laughs> but, um, Dang. So yeah, the new segment um, is Camaro's cutout bin, and and Aaron's gonna take some basically a few CDs that from his collection and a few things from my collection, and uh, just tell us his thoughts on what it, what he listened to and what he heard, and we might even play a little little bits of some of the stuff uh, in between his comments. And this week, uh, we're doing a local version of it, and I gave Aaron some of these CDs that have been rotting on my shelf for the last few years that uh, were sent in for review from my old website. And uh, basically, some of them did get reviewed, some of them didn't, but I figured we might as well do something with them, and we may even end up giving them away on the website. Because um, I need to save the space, and you know, if any of this stuff that he says sounds good and you want it, let me know, and uh, maybe I can send it out to you. So uh, go ahead and take it away, Aaron. All right. Well, when we talked about doing Camaro's Cutout Bin, the idea was that as a music connoisseur and as a rock fan and as a guy who's married and tails around with his wife to all the thrift stores and Goodwills and stuff like that, I see rock CDs all the time, you know, stuff I've never heard of. You know, you take a look at it. You have no idea. You can't judge a book by its cover. You sure can't judge a CD by looking at the band. So, you know, a lot of times you think, well, you know, it's a buck. Well, you know, I can throw a dollar at this, you know, and it ain't going to hurt me that bad if it's that terrible. You know, maybe I can, you know, get Chris to give it away on the show or something. (laughs) But uh, the idea was, you know, to check out some of these CDs and see, you know, because a lot of times there's good music out there that nobody's ever heard of, that nobody may ever hear of, you know. But this is a chance that, you know, we could bring in some of these bands. You know, you find them at random all the time. I know you've got a bunch. I've got a ton of them at home. The wife would love for me to give those away. <laughs> um, so we got three here this week that Chris gave to me for me to check out. 
So when I looked at them, I looked at them under certain criteria, you know, listened to them, checked them out, everything. The idea of this is I've got an iPod. And it's my lifeline. I love it. It's currently got 6,442 songs on it. But it's all pretty, you know, it's an it's a exclusive club. And half of that's the ABBA collection, right? Uh, no, no, no ABBA. Plenty of Kiss. <laughs> plenty of Kiss. Plenty of Crew. Plenty of Skid Row. Guns N' Roses. You know, all the good stuff I like. Even just random songs, you know. Like, if I find one of these, even one song on one of these CDs that's good, you know, I'll put it on my iPod. Why not? Mm. You know, it's in there. I can put it on shuffle. It'll pop up. I love that thing. Bring it with me everywhere I go. So the criteria, the final line on it is, did any of these songs make it into my iPod? Were any of them that good to make the cut? To make one of 6,000. To make one of 6,442. <laughs> you know, and it's constantly changing. You know, okay. I'm always updating it, taking stuff out, putting new stuff in. So, you know, we started out with uh, the first one you gave me was a band called Lenny. The CD is called We Are Criminals. It's from 2007. I believe these guys are from Texas. I couldn't find a lot of information on them. Like um, the, well, at the time they sent it to me, they were a local Nashville group. Because the CD was recorded in Franklin. I know yeah. that. So yeah, that, they may have been that. They may have been based out of Texas at the time. Yeah, maybe some of them. Who knows? Maybe I just read it wrong. <laughs> you know more about it than I do, except I listen to it and I'm critiquing it. So here we go. The cover. Cover's pretty cool, you know. It's got Lenny in big black letters across the top. We are criminals. Got a couple of cute little kids dressed in their Sunday best, wearing some handcuffs, looking guilty. It's pretty cool, you know. It's a little creative. I kind of like that. It's not bad. The sleeve, you know, these guys. It's just black and white, no lyrics, no nothing. Just you know, their thanks and you know, basically just your basic information on the CD. Seem like nice guys. They all thank God and their parents and everybody else. So you know, I don't want to bag on them or nothing. They seem like nice guys. That's the sleeve. The band pick, you know, the, the picture of the band. I want to look at it. the thing I ask is, do they look like rockers? Yeah. These guys don't really look like rockers. They kind of, you know, they're they're dressed nice. They look like, uh, boy, I don't know, somebody that'd be in, have their picture in the Nashville scene, I guess. Let me, oh, let me see. What was that? Uh, this is your phone. Dropping bombs in here. Let me look at this. Yeah, take a look. Uh... Do they look like rock stars to you? It looks a little bit more like a, some frat guys. Right, that's what I'm thinking, you know, just something. The sound quality on it, I listened to it, the sound quality is great, well-produced CD. Um, the music, you know, if you like Breaking Benjamin and all those bands, you know, and which I really don't, the guitars are pretty good on it, mm -hmm. but it's the singer that gets me with it, and he's just, you know, a clone of a whole lot of other stuff that I really don't like right now that I've been hearing too much of. And listening to this kind of gave me the feeling of, you know, what it must have felt like in the, the late 80s, kind of mid, or I should say mid 90s, you know, where where the whole glam rock thing started getting oversaturated and people were getting unsatisfied with it, you know, and I always, being a fan of that kind of music, I never really seen it, but, you know, when you listen to a band like this and it's Lenny, you know, I've never heard of them before, they're trying to break it, make it big, you know, this one came out in 2007. Their website's gone. I don't know if they they even still no, exist. They split up now. Um, Most of these bands you're gonna review are, are long gone. Well, and see, this thing is with this band is you know they sound so much like. I mean, I could hear this getting played on the buzz. I mean, it fits right in with their playlist. You know, is that a compliment? Not really, but <laughs> you know, not not my thing. You know, too much like Breaking Benjamin style. You know, the guitars were good. Is it metal? No, it's not metal. It's not. It's kind of hard rock, I guess, but uh, did it make the iPod? Not a single song. Not yeah. one of those bad boys made it onto the iPod. So that's my review for Lenny. Uh, the next one you gave me, 
this one's pretty interesting. This is a band called Commander. Uh, the CD was recorded in Kentucky. Um, let's see, there's... Uh, it's just a short one. There's six songs on here. Mm -hmm. The cover... The cover's kind of cool. It's got that, you know, European metal kind of... Got a big kind of castle in the background. It's got a woman with a sword knighting a guy underneath. It looks like... You know, something out of medieval times or something, you know, if that's what they're going for. That's, that's a cool-looking cover. Uh, the sleeve, it's just the one piece. The cover, the back, it's just one piece. Just as all songs were written by the band, you know, and just basic information. Um, do they look like rockers? Yeah, they're holding their instruments. You know, that's one thing I couldn't say for Lenny. You know, they're just a couple of guys sitting there dressed all Abercrombie. And they're not even holding their instruments. Would you show me a picture of that and say, is this a band? Yeah, it could be, I guess. There's four of them there. These guys, you know, they got long hair. Dude's wearing a metal church shirt. That's cool. They're holding their guitars. They look like rockers to me, so I give them points for that. Sound quality, pretty low. Yeah, yeah the sound quality wasn't that great. I mean... Yeah, I think it was recorded on a shoestring budget. Yeah, you know, and that's that's fair. You know, you can't damn a band for that because everybody's trying to make it. Everybody, you know, some of the CDs that we're going to look at, you know, may not have any artwork and it may just be a CD, you know, and you can't damn a band for that because everybody's trying to make it. You got to start somewhere, you know, and this may have been their first shot at really trying to put something down. The music, man, the guitars are killer. I mean, it's heavy, crunchy metal music. I like it a lot. You know, and, and you start listening to it, and the guy's singing and everything, and it's sounding all right, and then all of a sudden, I know where there's that guy. You know the guy I'm talking about. What, I'm talking about the, the... screamer in the background? No, no, the black Scandinavian guy. Now, I've never met a black Scandinavian, but this guy seems to be appearing on people's CDs all over the place, you know. <laughs> things are going good, you know, the guitars sound great, the singer's going good, and all of a sudden, this guy just jumps in and... Rawr, rawr, rawr. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like, man, you know, it, this was going good for a minute. I was really into Commander... Love the name, you know, Commander. That's a great metal name right there. Mm -hmm. You know, is it is it metal? For sure, it's metal. Yeah. You know, it's heavy. What did any of it make it into the iPod? No, no. none of them <laughs> made it into the iPod. But what I will say for the CD is, I could see myself pretty easily being in the mood to just put it in the CD player and letting the whole CD rock through. If you you know you get in the mood for something heavy like that. You know, I don't like the black Scandinavian guys. You know, they all sound the same. You know, I know that sounds racist and everything, He's a but Scandinavian it's, racist. yeah, I'm, I'm kind of social profiling there with the black Scandinavians. But you know, it's it's always the same. I don't care for it. The only, the only like singing like that that I kind of dig, and this is going to be funny, is uh, Death Clock. The cartoon. <laughs> and they're not even trying to be serious. They're not even trying to be serious. It's not really, but it's, the music is killer. The, even the singing isn't that bad where you, he sings in that, you know, but you can still understand what he's saying. Well, a lot of these bands, once they start going crazy on the... The cookie monster. Yeah, the cookie monster voice, you can't understand what they're saying. So it's a decent CD for what it is, you know. So that's what I got for this week. Um, next time, uh, the plan is, I don't know if it's going to be local or if it's just going to be the... The nationwide version of this but uh tune in either way i've got three bands i'm going to check out slamming gladys six pound sledge and crunk that's camaro's cutout bin proving to the world that nashville is about more than banjo picking and sister banging this is the decibel geek podcast hi this is jimmy hendrix and you're listening to the decibel geek podcast All right, next I want to take you guys back a few months because we're lazy and take forever to do, to do things. Um, we interviewed Andy Aquino from the Rutledge, who runs the Rutledge and books the uh, bands there. 
Andy's quite a divisive character in uh, Nashville. Those of you who uh, have checked out the Music City Revolution Facebook page will know uh, Andy's good at stirring up things in the local scene, good or bad, about uh, his opinions on things, and uh, this interview is no exception. The interview's a few months old, but uh, the opinions are still valid, and uh, we'll also find out what Andy thought about the uh, recent death of Amy Winehouse at the time. <laughs> wow, we are current, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Jeez. So uh, the that'll be uh, enlightening. But uh, yeah, I wanted to get the, a few minutes in of uh, our conversation with Andy, and uh, he'll be coming on in future episodes for something more in depth. But this is what it sounded like one night when I went out, got drunk, and hung out with Andy. But yeah, you can you can pretty much say. Any language you want. Oh, I only know one language. Right? That's about it. <laughs> right. Like, you know, fuck. I just said it. Really? You heard that? Yeah. See? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. It's easy to do. Uh, but yeah, here at uh, the Rutledge downtown Nashville with. Uh, now, how do you say the last name? Well, Aquino or Aquino? Aquino's fine. Aquino. That's. What I, I usually don't correct anybody just because it's. Don't I just don't correct you? I just go, yeah, that's my name. Or whatever. what you've also been known as over the years is Al John's brother. Yeah, Al John's brother, <laughs> Henry's brother. Um, yeah, any one of those guys. We all look the same somehow. All right. So uh, for those that don't know, Andy runs this group, this uh, group, this uh, bar, and uh, used to be a member of a local band here called Mink that played all over the place. Played all over the place. Yeah. Um, the Rutledge Live Music Venues where we're uh, is where I work at and run. Uh, we're going on our fifth year actually in yeah. two months. So we've almost broke all the odds of a club, yeah, being in being in business, especially in the times that we're in right now. Exactly. Let's, well, let's get the plug out of the way. What's the website? Uh, TheRutledgeLMV.com. All right. Um, if you want, if you are an artist or whatever, you can also email me bookings at TheRutledgeLMV.com. But everything's on the website there. Um, we have a Facebook. But we have like multiple Facebooks because like, we forget which the Facebook name is. <laughs> the first so you just start a new one up. Yeah, every single time we got <laughs> Rock the Ledge. Uh, that's one, but I think we do have a Rutledge, uh, Facebook somewhere. But in the meantime, yeah, the RutledgeLMV.com. Okay, well, let's get on to the most important question. What do you think of Amy Winehouse dying? You know, I don't really <laughs> care to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, she started, she started some kind of musical trend, but you know, she wasn't at the point like Kurt Cobain was with Nirvana. It, right. Her musical style was with her. Mm-hmm. She didn't introduce like a bunch of other bands like Pearl Jam right. or those other things. So. I feel sorry for, uh, you know, I'm sorry for the f- family's loss, but, you know, she knew she had a choice to, ma- to make herself better, and she did not, and right. to make her a martyr, F her. Yeah, no, Seriously, fuck her. Let, I mean, let's use the right I language Yeah, I can't, I'm all, uh, I can't. Oh, please. Um, yeah, this isn't the buzz thing. But I'm sure it'll make, I'm sure it'll, um, it'll make some money. <laughs> I mean, she'll, her, she'll still make money regardless of, or her legacy will live on with her family and of course her right. records what her yeah whatever so but yeah i mean but so like uh, is my opinion you know, they put her in this whole the 27 club you know yeah i but she's more like a relief pitcher like yeah. not yeah, really a starting lineup for it's just some other to keep everything off the freaking politicians that were also yeah. arguing about these so just a little something on the side but yeah, yeah. yeah they just she 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 moved on and and they're just like oh great she's a great it's like great at what she didn't introduce the flannel shirts back in the day you know she just brought in the beehive Mumbling, yeah. you know, on stage. You know, Jim Morrison did that a long time ago. Elvis did it with the Aloha album, you know. Yeah. So, and 
you know, nobody said anything about Elvis that big when he passed away compared him to Elvis about dying, being drunk. No, blah, she didn't die, you know, taking right. a dump or anything. Right, exactly. But, you know, I don't think, you know, she died and in, of a, course in a pool have, of alcohol. We have no pictures of her like uh, like Chris Farley when they found him dead. Or know? Osama bin Laden. Or the, yeah, that too. Yes, yeah, none of those bloody bo- eyes or right. heads or just, sh- oh, just stuff you, you see. Speaking of Bin Laden, did you know that I heard that Bin Laden was actually like a big fan of Motley Crue and a lot of 80s bands? If he did, that's cool. But if he also had porn, that's even better. He did have porn, you know? too. So, shoot. So, like, you know, Bin Laden was kind of like the you know the Afghan version of Ron Jeremy or something. Hey, it's all good, man. What, he'd be the skinny beaver or the <laughs> skinny wolverine, that whatever. <laughs> <It was laughs> Ron the, the hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, the hedgehog. <laughs> he'd be the hedgehog. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, he like uh, he, instead of using condoms, he probably used pillowcases or you know a, exactly. a towel for his little sh- whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Well, th- well, give me some stories. I want to hear some stories of what it's like to be a club owner and to hear like like things that audibly rape you. Uh, what really bothers me is is basically management. It's like I'm the band manager. I'm uh-huh. the band manager. It's like okay, what? Why are there only five people here? Aren't you the band manager? Yeah. Well, are you the promoter? What is your official role as a band manager? You just mm-hmm. come up here. No. If you've got big tits. Yeah. You're the band manager that with helps. big tits. Okay, great. You're good looking. That's yeah. awesome. I'll listen to you. Well, I'll really listen. You to won't you. listen. You'll just stare. I nod my head, basically, like I yeah. nod my head to everybody else. But that's basically it. I'm a band manager. That's one thing. And then, um, you know, then I had to deal with the drunk fans. I had to usually do. I had to do with them. You know, got cold beer. We're a bar. Yes, we have cold <laughs> beer. You know, yes, we'll take care of you, man. You know, that ro- you know, little little things like that. But yeah. you know, it, it comes to the territory. You know, I got bands calling me every day. That's their job. That's my job is to go, yes, I got your email. Yeah. I got your press kit. That's what you're supposed to do. Is f- I used to call the same club five times a day, morning, mm-hmm. noon, and even when I was working serving tables. I'd go in the bathroom, make a f- quick phone call. Hey, right. you know, did you get my press kit? We want to do a show. That's what I'm paid to do. comes to the territory, except for cleaning up vomit off the floors. That's the part I hate. Again, that's... Yeah, that's, a, that's one step above being a jizz mopper at a porn store. Oh, yes. Right, exactly. Right. Oh. <laughs> Sticky feet. Well, and I ca- when I was I used to play in bands, and when I would try to get shows, I would c- you know constantly hound the place over and over and over and over again, and then they you know eventually they're like, this, sir, this is the state capitol building. We don't put on rock shows, <laughs> right? So, so yeah, so b- you know people know this is the first mobile recording we've had for for Decibel Geek. Cool. And uh, it's going pretty well, and you know we haven't been sued yet by uh, any ex Kiss guitar players, so oh we're doing good so or far. Up. Yeah, that's about yeah. right. I mean, since you're in the same neighborhood, you yeah. live in the same neighborhood as this guy, as Ace does. Which I didn't know he no, lived. No, it's in Vinny, not Vinny? Ace. Okay, so I didn't know, I didn't know Vinny lived in, um, in Laverne. In Smyrna. Oh, Smyrna. Okay, whatever yeah. that little bad police area is. Anyway. Yeah. Um, heavy, heavy cops. I'm sorry, there's a lot of cops all over that area. Right. But um, yeah, I didn't know he lived in town. So again, yeah, Nashville's like the death place for a lot of rock and rollers. You know, I don't know about Death Place. I mean, it's, place, it's a it's comfortable good, place for them to go. It's a passion. Don't ruin my chance of getting any interviews <laughs> with any of these people. No, just leave it on me. No, just leave it on me. Like, <laughs> like that asshole at the Rutledge kept talking about, you know, Mark Slaughter and saying he's a jerk, you know, and no, I'm not going to do that. that. I just said he's, you know, they're all, they're done with the rock and roll life. They want to kind of do their own thing, but not be known as Mark Slaughter. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm Mark. I know, like Tiffany. She's here in Nashville now. Really? Amy's pop star Tiffany has left her, her you know, See you stand in their songs to be to go country, and it's really good oh stuff. Lord. But people still keep thinking of her as '80s Tiffany, and they mm. expect to hear her sing "A Link We're Alone Now" and all that. But no, the country stuff that Tiffany's doing is really good. I mean, it's amazing. But nobody you realize I am recording this. Right? Yes, I know. I know. You're, I, I'm, you're, I'm, I'm, you're no, giving I, props to Tiffany. Props, props to Tiffany is really good when she does her country thing. Wow. So you know that's that. And uh, you know, hopefully, if like Mark Slaughter, man, has card a pulled. What? <laughs> Man card pulled. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, but yeah, I, I just had a laugh because, like, wow, he lives in town. And I've never really seen him. But Who's that? 
Vinny. Oh, Vinny. Vin- yeah. yeah. Well, you who you won't see him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's. I wouldn't recognize him. He never him. leaves his. He never leaves his house, and you know, I'm sure you've heard some of the stories. Yeah. 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 Uh, so but I'm not gonna say anything because he's on. I'm on his shit list, literally. Wow. Um. Oh yeah, because some of your posts on. Yeah. On well, that. I did the two episodes on on okay. him, and uh, yeah, apparently uh, word has gotten back to me from people that are connected to him that he did not he did not appreciate. Oh well, what I did. he could either. So what he wants to do. Yeah, he can he can send people the box sets they ordered 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> right. <so. laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice. But yeah, although you know, for those that want to order a box set of Vinnie Vincent material, but uh, anyway, so basically, give me a give me an idea of what you think about running running a bar in this economy and and dealing with with bands in this uh, musical environment at this um, time. Well, right now with the economy being kind of the way it is, um, I mean, I'm surprised that people are still coming out to drink. Mm-hmm. Of course. The f- in depression mode, like I've been the last couple of months, drinking's pretty good, you know. Yeah. I got two sh- I'm not saying spend your entire paycheck, but you know, come out and out, kick back, support your acts, have yeah. a couple beers. That's all I'm asking for, you know. Pay the cover. It, excuse me, I'm gonna burp if I can burp on this. Thing. Do whatever you want, man. Um, you could, you know, they're <laughs> coming out to support the acts, but again, that's all changing. People don't really want to come out anymore. Yeah. I think a lot of, well, of course, um, we'll see some acts are just stupid. You know, mm-hmm. they don't. They're not as aggressive as they used to be, and right. that's my opinion. Yeah. Um, as many music venues that we have, the pool to me is kind of shallow because some of the bands are not hungry enough. Mm-hmm. You know, this room is meant to be where the big boys play. Nothing yeah. like the other venues, which I won't slam, but or mention. But some bands <laughs> deserve to play there because <laughs> that's their mentality. <laughs> that's the mentality. We'll get a few music. shots in the end, and you'll mention <laughs> them. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's how I feel. You know, there's some days like man, these ba- this band is really good. Yeah. But they're not doing something right to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you mean you don't have to just have a Reverb Nation account? No, you got more than just a Reverb Nation <laughs> account. You got to have balls. Come on out. Come talk. on, man. I know how to post stuff on Facebook. Right, but not like uh, you know. I had here, here's a good example. <laughs> I had a, f- a band, a couple, a few bands uh, this past week come on show, play my room. Yeah. Not one of them had the balls to say, "Hey, thanks for playing." You know, there's no communication, or no. Uh, there's no uh, look. look there Easy there. We got a there drunk producer on th- our hands. There goes that three years. There goes a whole set of fifteen dollar <laughs> headphones. <laughs> you got. You can write that off. You're gonna have to buy three more shots to make up okay. for that. More. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> no, but I had like two bands that really didn't even bother saying, "Hey, you know, where's who booked the room? Uh-huh. How you doing? My name's this. You know, thanks for letting us play." You know, so yeah. uh, it kills me. There's no interaction. It's more like just show up and play. Yeah. Whatever. You know, street teams, whatever. What, don't ever sell me on street teams because you don't have a street team. You're yeah. Just and on that yeah. note, let me ask you, because I talked to Chris Higgins from Piranha a few weeks ago, and I'm going to get your take, take on this because my opinion, I don't think, and this is <laughs> this is a, me de- being a glass half empty person, <laughs> but I don't think you'll ever see a real scene emerge anymore. You won't. I don't think you'll see a Seattle ever again. I don't think you'll see a Sunset Strip 80s L.A. ever again because the Internet has made everything so global that you're going to have things scattered out. Nobody cares that so-and-so's from Nashville or so-and-so's from Austin. This is my opinion. But, I mean, do you really think a scene can pull together and, and do something like, like it, it used to be done? It can. Um, for Nashville, though, we are still stuck on the country scene. Mm-hmm. That's all we're still known for, you know. Until we have our few bands like Hot Shell Ray, that's that will actually say they're from Nashville yeah. live, and they are. You know, they've got support on on national radio. Yeah, and they've got, you know, they've got their single on a a, bo- a kids' bop CD. They do. How in the <laughs> hell can, can a Nashville band have a hit single and have a single on a kids' bop CD for a song like that? So, yeah. and they wouldn't admit it. So until somebody says, "Hey, we're a Nashville band" or something like this, there is potential mm-hmm. for. Nashville or even the, s- the cities again to say, hey, we're in Miami. We're known for the 
the uh, CSI scene. You know, the bands were all on <laughs> CSI. You know, last CSI <laughs> Las Vegas had Paramore. You know, and that kind of helped. Yeah, them. that's all up to management and all the yeah. other other BS. That yeah, goes Paramore. On well, yeah. Let, uh, while we're on the subject of Paramore, <laughs> okay. let's talk about how spoiled rotten their singer is. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to see her topless. You know, that, that was pretty neat. Oh, wait you a minute. You didn't see it? There's a photo oh. out? Yes, there is. Oh, I have There's to see this. Yes, it's a very nice shot. Um, I thought she was bigger. Oh, no, I knew she was probably built like a surfboard, you know, but, but I still want to see it. Other her. than that, I mean, I was kind of impressed what was there. So you know, Really? Where, where can I find this, this I think picture? You just, you just say uh, Haley, whatever last Haley name. Haley Williams, yeah, right? Yeah, just uh, topless. Oh, okay. Well, I I yeah, I'll have to check that you out. Go, you can actually Google that. So I think you can I'll do that. Believe me. Um, yeah. But I'll no, have my Jergens in hand. <laughs> you use Jergens? <laughs> I use the Neutrogena. Oh, you're, oh, you're upscale. <laughs> I can't afford that on my budget. Only on the good days. Um, <laughs> but no, what, um, no, I don't think she's spoiled, but, you know, it's, it's how it is. It's Some bands break up because one person gets the better deal than the other rest of the band. Lead singer syndrome, if that was there. If it wasn't. Somebody got a better cut. Well, what I heard was her dad was running the show. Probably. And those two guys that quit, basically, they, they, they tried to spill the beans on it all. Now, whether that's sour grapes or not, I don't know. But they said that everything was running on from her father and everything was centered around her. But it worked out better for her because she wound up getting Josh Freeze to play on the, the newest record. If so, if it, if it was know. if it was meant if that's what happened, then so be it. I yeah. don't care. They're welcome to but play. But I mean, I ha- how often do they acknowledge where they're from? I haven't followed that. They don't. They don't. That's they don't what I really figured. You know, it's hard. That they they usually don't. I Just mean, like Kings of Leon, they never acknowledge being from here either. either. Yeah, exactly. And it took forever. And they're like, "Whoa, really? They're from Nashville?" It's like, "Well, yeah, they're home base, but they made their yep. films overseas." You know, that's so right. That's right. It is what it is. Eventually, we'll have a bunch of acts. They'll, well, they'll do something. One band I should acknowledge that does. From what I've seen, do that is Framing Hanley. Yeah. And I knew those guys, and you probably remember them too, when they were called Embers Fade. Oh, yeah. I used to laugh at them. In fact, I did th- they couldn't get a show anywhere in town. Well, you can you can take th- thank the guys from uh, Falling Yesterday. Yeah, I remember Because Daniel them. was the ba- well, well, Falling for Yesterday. Yes, Falling yeah. Yesterday. Daniel was mm-hmm. the band member, and he, he would beg and, you know, again, yep. he would beg and plead, Andy, I got a band I need you to play. I need a band that needs to be on this bill. Will mm-hmm. you please let me have them on the stage? I'm like... All right, Daniel, because I yep. know you, I'll let you have Embers fade on stage. That's fine. And we blah, all blah. thought Falling for Yesterday was going to be the big yeah. breakout band from Nashville. Yeah, but things happen. Things yep. happen. You know, that's Mink happened. We had our life expectancy. Things happen. Yeah, so, and uh, I remember when uh, when they were struggling, because when I used to run Nashville Rock, they had uh, we had the message board there, and poor Nixon would come on there every day. And be like, would people please just check out our stuff and please come to a show? And, uh, I mean, it was desperate. Hey, and but see, that's the thing. He had balls of bed. Oh, he did. Stuff. I mean, he did everything he had to do. And I, I still have a, a, uh, a mini DV tape or videotape of I went out and filmed uh, them shooting that first video for uh, Hear Me Now yeah. out in Hendersonville. And this is when they were still, I think they had just signed with Silent Majority at the time. Okay. And they had their first tour bus. So things were starting to take off, but right. they still weren't there yet. And I still got that tape. I need to send them a copy of it hey because no. they, I know they would love to see it. Well, no, it's like going to Nixon. You know, I'll give you that tape, but that would cost you five points of your album. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that they care that much about me <laughs> recording a video of them you doing a video. I'll tell you what, some guys have some songs <laughs> from a long time ago, which I've learned. Yeah. In this business, sometimes you can have a song that you wrote when you were eighth grade. Yeah. And that could be your number one hit. Exactly. Just have the right, you got to have the right producer to make it happen, you know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so they, I'm, I'm very happy for those guys, and th- they worked hard for what they have, and uh, they deserve their success, and they've been not shy about telling people where they're from. So uh, I got to give them credit. But uh, overall, you know, who do you think, who do you think's on the cusp of doing something out of here? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> no, no, there's a few. I can't really, I don't want to play favorites, but there are, uh, there are a few bands that are, um, that are playing, you'll see them around. Um, one band I think that's doing 
okay right now is the Nearly Deads. Yeah. Um, another band I think is doing is also the uh, uh, oh, oh crap. Dark Jason Break. and the Scorchers. You know, well they're coming. Get, I can kidding. say this. I can actually say this. I have Jason and the Scorchers coming for my New Year's Eve bash. Really? They're coming. It's going to be a freaking awesome show. Oh, they're f- they're good guys. So, but yeah, I grew up listening to Jason and the Scorchers government cheese. So it's like absolutely Joe Elvis. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Nearly Deads, uh, Thornton Gravity is another one. Dark yep. Parade is another. Um, there was a few, but of course, it's just a matter of. What one. do you think about Manic Bloom? They are good. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if they're going to be doing something, they'd be doing something. They yeah, are I mean, the authors of the theme song for the show. Yeah, right. I remember yeah. they, they won and, that thing. And, I'm, and Mindset Defect is my outro music. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, Mindset's yeah. another. Good guys. I think they, they definitely have the ability to, to break out of here. It's just a matter of what it's happens. Yeah, there. they got to get so seen by the right people. The right people and hopefully no other drama like uh, somebody gets dumped or marriage, divorce, babies. Yeah. I don't uh, know layoffs. That's what kills a band, you know. Yeah, well, and that in recording. <laughs> you have recording, yes. Like, yeah. I don't like the way this song goes. We're going to record our first full-length album, and then, like, yeah, we finished recording. I'm like, cool, when's it coming out? Oh, I don't know. We just broke up. There you go. It yeah, always that, happens. That, yep. But uh, let me put you on the spot about one thing, though. Um, I I read a lot of 80s hair band message boards and stuff, Okay. and these bands like L.A. Guns and Bullet Boys and all them, they still tour. How come I don't see very many of those groups coming to Nashville? Uh, I think it's because some of them believe they need to get paid more. Is that so what it is? It's all about the market. It's so the like guarantee. They may, yeah, they may make more, more money in Texas or like in the central part of the U.S. Yeah. But in Nashville, since we're so snotty anyway, who's going to pay that much money? You know, I mean, when Poison and Poison and Motley Crue... Yeah. That's still a worthwhile bill. Mm-hmm. What, maybe 20 years from now, will they be able to play the Bridgestone again? I Who knows? CC might have all his ankles and or his uh, arthritis <laughs> in his hands, and he can't play anymore. So, you know, <laughs> oh, what, there was a, used to be a TV commercial about uh, insurance or something, and, you know, these rock and roll guys would come out, mm-hmm. young, fresh hair metal band fans, and everywhere they came out, they you thanks, and they got to where they got to the geriatric age, and yeah. they're coming out, and there's like five people in a wheelchair, and they're going to their yeah. little 18 <laughs> bus to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I was like... Yeah, I think it because of Nashville, it's the market. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you got Brett and Michaels living here part-time, too. It's like, yep. woo And, Mark, you know, I would love to see Slaughter put together. I mean, what, um, Katie Coker, went to Katie Kirkover went to go open up for Warrant in some city in Kentucky or Indiana. Oh, yeah. Packed house. Uh-huh. You know, so, but would they do good here? Possibly. I, it's hard to say who would spend how much that money and how much would Warrant want to get paid to play. Right. Gaylord or, uh. Or Bridgestone or something like that. Well, the world needs to see the three versions of L.A. Guns that are touring come here to Nashville, Andy. <laughs> right. So I'm expecting you to book one of them at least. Well, if, if they can work for whatever I can give them, great. You okay. know, if not, then they can go somewhere else like Rock Bar or, okay. or something. I'll throw $2 in on it. <laughs> you know, I'll do what I can. I mean, my, my kind of theory is as long as there's somewhat of a mullet, yeah. heavy metal will never die. Exactly. Now, granted, I'm, still, I'm an 80s kid, too. You know, I've, yeah. I've already had... Platinum Rose, a member of... Uh, one of the yeah, I've got to interview that guy. Charlie? Yeah, he sounds like he's got some great stories. He's got some awesome stories. Yeah. But, like, when they play here, you know, you expect to see the fame. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I played the Bullet Boys. I want to hear Smooth Athenia. Uh-huh. And, you know, the crowd's sometimes really packed and sometimes not. Yeah, it I've seen depends. some photos. It looks like they do. They draw okay yeah. when they come here. But, remember, our, we're, like, we're, we're at the age where we have to have our babysitters at a certain <laughs> time before <laughs> they... Exactly. Stay. So, it is what it is. You know? oh. But, I oh, know, I would love to see... Uh, yeah, L.A. Guns, uh, King of the Hill. That was a good band. Oh yeah, um, Every Mother's Nightmare. Every Mother's Nightmare. A few, a few other. Heck, I would love to see Mark Slaughter do a Slaughter Night. You yeah, know, with those pipes just 
they ring. We're so. going to make it happen. We're going to try to do it. Well, <laughs> hopefully this podcast will blow up and we can do like a <laughs> night where we get a bunch of bunch of old guys to come out here and play some old tunes. Or that, or they won't play the, the Rutledge just because I slammed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, ah, we're fuck, that, fuck the Andy guy. We're not going to deal with him. Yeah, screw him. But anyway, uh, but yeah, well, on that note, I think we'll, we'll cut it off there. But uh, I appreciate you coming on. Sure, thank you. And uh, we're going to have you on uh, at some point for a full in-depth thing. This is just an off-the-cuff thing. Oh, hell. a few drinks. Shoot, with a few drinks. Mm. Let's get a bottle of Jaeger on a weekend, and it's on because I could use the break. <laughs> there we go. Right now. That sounds good to me. All right, okay. thanks for coming on, man. All right, thank you. Right. The only podcast that goes to 11. These go to 11. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Decibel Geek Podcast. I am Aaron Camaro. Joining me in the studio as always, Chris Zinzak. Chris, what do you got up next for us? Uh, this We're going to go also go back a few months on this one. This is uh, the same night that I was drinking with Andy. It was the same night um, <clears throat> that a fellow... Uh, Nashville promoter Jenny Jim George of Outrageous Productions uh, sat down with me for a few minutes and we did. Her name, wait, her name is Jenny Jen George? Well, Jenny George is her name, oh. but Jem, J E M, is her sort of her nickname. Ah. I just, that's, that's like her Facebook handle, that's, cool. so that's what I go by. But, uh, I like that. Yeah, we toasted a few shots. Let's get drunk! Oh! Talked about uh, life in the local rock scene and how much fun and how it is and. How she never has any issues with bands, and how she always makes a crap load of money, you know, booking shows here in Nashville. That's the way to do it. If you're going to be a promoter, that's pretty much the uh, the model you want to follow. Yeah, <laughs> not whether it happens or not. That's right. a different story. That's, that's up to you. That's why I'm hosting a podcast and not booking shows anymore. But uh, yeah, so I sat down with Jenny for a few minutes, and uh, yeah, here's a little bit of our conversation. So yeah, that's it. We're recording now. Yay. Uh, Excuse me. I just did one of those. Did you? Yeah. Good. Was it as good as that one? No. Oh, okay. I'm here with Jenny Jim George. How Hi. are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? You're not going to clam up on me now that you're on a microphone, are you? No. Okay, good. What are you going to say to me? I don't you know. You just want me to start talking? and. Yeah. Why don't you interview me? <laughs> so, Chris, Yeah. how is it that you pronounce your last name? Sazingjingjingjing. Uh, that is exactly how I've been pronouncing it. That's the correct pronunciation. Fabulous. Pronunciation. I love it. It sounds. I should have another it beer. sounds Asian. <laughs> Let me stretch my eyes out. <laughs> but anyway, Jenny's here, and Jenny is a native of Ohio. Is that correct? Yes, but don't tell anybody. Why? Because I don't like it there. <laughs> Ohio is a great place. It's the home of Skyline Chili. Mm, that's all you. You can you have all like the Skyline. The, you don't you like want. the chocolate chili, huh? No. The cinnamon chili. You see, we tackle big issues on this I know. Show. It's very important that you understand that yeah. I really don't like Skyline Chili. So you, you are a, let's just say you have adopted Nashville as your new home. Yes. I love it here a lot. You love it here. And this is one of the few people that hasn't been jaded and burned out by the Nashville music scene. Yeah, I did that in all the other crappy music scenes. Mm -hmm. So So your time is coming. <laughs> Maybe. We'll yeah. see. Book enough shows. You'll get there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Jenny books shows here around town and... Uh, What's your uh, your booking? You have a booking company name? Outrageous Productions. Outrageous Productions. 
and I see her updates constantly on Facebook I'm and one of those. all kinds of hilarious status updates on Facebook, which are always fun to, to read. <laughs> I hear I'm cynical. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> but uh, how long have you been here in town? Uh, I've been living here almost two years. Two years. It'll be like two years in a couple of months. So. And what made you decide to jump into booking shows here? Was that something you had done previously in, in Cincinnati? Yeah, actually, um, I had started a festival called Chicks Rock Fest, which brought in bands from all over the place. And Chicks Rock Fest? Yes. Sexist? Yes. Actually, it was the anti-sexist. In fact, it was completely called Chicks Rock Fest to make fun of one of me and Mark's bosses. Um, because she was very offended by being called a chick. And so I wanted it to be a little bit offensive, and I just wanted a theme that would draw people in to maybe come see some bands that they wouldn't normally see. And I hear, it's, it's something I've heard, that boys like girls sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. And girls kind of tend to like female singers, so it kind of appealed to a lot of, a lot of things that way, and it brought in a few people. It was actually meant to book my, my band, um, and we did two, the first two years was my band with mm -hmm. two other bands and that was it. And then, um, and then after that, w when I quit the band, I just started doing it bigger and bringing more bands in and doing it at other venues. So. Well, I'm going to start booking Horror Fest. Sweet. Because I think that would pack the ra to the rafters. We were actually going to do... Horror Fest. <laughs> we were actually going to do Vulvapalooza <laughs> for Vulva a while. Vulvapalooza, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, we've tried to bring that up, but every time I try to get something going, it's... It just doesn't work out. I, and actually, this was supposed to be Volvo Palooza, but now we're having Hello Kelly CD release. That's cool too. But I mean, my <laughs> one of my favorite favorite quotes is from George Bernard Shaw, and that is, "The secret of success is to offend the greatest number of people." Yes, I do that. And as you live often by that creed. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jenny's not known for being not known for being delicate with people with things, from what I've noticed. Yes, I, I tend to be um, honest, and sometimes so honest that it's it's a little offensive and i i, I pride myself on that okay <laughs> what band do you think should give it up and call it a day mm. and this oh could be goodness. local national doesn't matter Ooh. give I, it up and call it a day i think the beatles should but that's just <laughs> you should just kill that guitar player or something mm -hmm. <laughs> be done with it once and for all ouch <laughs> um gosh that, that's something I actually have to think about a little bit. But I know that there's a long list in my head somewhere yeah. of bands that should definitely give it up and call it a day. Okay. Um, get back to me on that one. I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> See my future Facebook posts. The, un <laughs> the unprepared point of this show. <laughs> okay, well, well, what's your favorite thing about uh, booking shows in Nashville? Um, bringing bands to town. I just I like hearing new bands all the time as much as I can. Um, and it's it's a lot of fun to just you know it's a good way to see your friends a lot <laughs> in all exactly. honesty and uh a lot of talented friends too and it's it's fun to know them even and just you know have them come in and get together with other bands i really like it when i bring a band in from out of town and they hook up with the other bands that i put that were there locally mm -hmm. and then they go to their towns and suddenly all of my friends are friends with each other and <laughs> i can't exactly. even keep track of who knows who anymore you know it's just crazy. Uh, Seasons at Sea that's playing tonight is kind of a compilation of that. The singer was in a band called Amherst that I used to bring up to Cincinnati a lot uh -huh. and that I brought here once. And um, and now they're all in different bands. So, you know, it's like bring them all here and they all meet my friends and just turns into a big summer camp. 
So you think the click idea is good, although there are some folks that detract from the whole click thing here, right? Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> the click thing is, in my opinion, there's a way to be mean about it and uh -huh. high school about it, but at the same time, it's just a group of friends that kind of agree with each other. And a click doesn't have to be three people that hate 90 people. It can be 90 people that hate three people. Yeah. It's just as easy. So <laughs> That's true. And I'm starting to hear uh, bass guitar warming up, so we're probably going to have to cut it short. But I am going to have you on sometime in the future for a whole full-length thing. Sounds good. Where you can... Where I can tell you which bands I think should give it up and call it a Exactly. Day. <laughs> you can share your completely jaded opinion on everything. I'll have a list. That's right. And we're going to we're gonna go ahead and go into mourning for Amy Winehouse and... Uh, and have another beer in yes. her honor, right? Yes. Okay. Well, thanks again, Jenny. No problem. Broadcasting from the rock and metal mecca, Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Decibel Geek Podcast. All right. I want to thank Jenny, Jim, George, and Andy Aquino from the Rutledge for coming on. I also want to thank Aaron Camaro again for being my co-host. You'll hear plenty more of him in the future. He's going to be a regular staple of the show. Um, before we go, I want to get the word out about a pretty important charity that uh, us at the Decibel Geek Podcast want to talk about. Um, we don't do a lot of charity stuff because we're pretty loose and off the cuff. But uh, Vince Laverie, uh, who was a vocalist for a lot of local rock and metal bands over the years and going back, I think, over 20 years, uh, passed away recently. Um, I didn't get real, really get to know Vince that well. Um, I think I'd run into him a couple of shows over the years, but there's so many of us in this local scene that it's you know it's easy to lose track of people. But I definitely knew his work over the years, and he I know that he was very much loved and admired by uh, many people in the local music community. Um, so first off, I want to say uh, rest in peace, Vince. Um, you brought a lot of happiness to a lot of people, and uh, your uh, music will live on through, through those fans of your music. Um, but I also want to spread the word that um, Vince's family is, is, gonna, is working hard to pay off the funeral expenses and um, it's not an easy thing. And I, you know, I lost my dad uh, back in 97. And I remember how it, not just money wise, but difficult it is trying to deal with all of that, with the worry about money and, and you know, expenses after a loved one passes away. So I, I think this is a good opportunity for people to, to give back to, to uh, his family and to help them get through a really difficult time. Um, so I, we're asking um, from the Decibel Geek podcast for any of our listeners who are interested in helping them out, if you could please just make a donation. Um, there's different levels of donation you can make, and there's a website set up to do that. Um, you can go to www.nashvillemetalbands.bigcartel.com. Big Cartel is B-I-G-C-A-R-T-E-L.com. And we'll put that up on the website. Um, we'll put a link up there in the show notes uh, so you can go straight to that link and make a donation to Vince's family. So um, rest in peace, Vince, and uh, hopefully uh, my little show can get some donations to your family so you guys can get through a difficult time. But uh, that's going to do it for this time on the Decibel Geek Podcast. This is the second Nashville Extra we've done. And I uh, love you local people, and uh, there will be plenty more coming in the future. So uh, hang in there with us, and I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks again. <laughs>